Hello, and welcome to Care for Free. I'm Emily. And I'm David. And this is the podcast where we try to make each other and you care about stuff. Yeah, have you ever thought to yourself, but do I care? No, maybe. I don't know. But actually, you actually (laughs) weren't saying it rhetorically. You actually kind of wanted to know if you cared or if you should care. This just might be the place for you. Welcome. You're getting really good at this intro. Am I? I don't know. It's different every time. Well, you know, gotta keep it spicy. Yeah, I've always said that. <laughs> you should if you haven't. Because, yeah. you know, things are better when it's spicy. I'm a spice girl. Hey. 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 I told you about the other day when there was some, like, song by, like, Victoria B on the radio. And I was like, that'd be weird if Victoria Beckham transitioned <laughs> yeah. from fashion to you music. <laughs> and it was like, oh, wait, she transitioned from music to fashion in the first place. You did tell me this. I do recall. Yeah. It's a <laughs> classic Eve's moment. You know, it happens. It's a product of you just, you know, simultaneously being young enough that her era as a Spice Girl is not, you know, locked into your brain, but also being old enough that you're starting to make senior mistakes. You know, starting to have those moments, you know, where your brain just gives up. (laughs) How was your week, David? (laughs) The worst. I'm the worst. Yeah, this is weird. We've got... A little inside baseball for you listeners. We've got... You don't even like baseball. I What? I love baseball. No, you don't. Don't besmirch Can we talk about just how insane it is that you love to, like, be aggressively bored at all of the sports, except for the one sport that is, like, objectively the most boring of them? It blows my mind. And that's not to slight baseball. Like, I have no problem with baseball. It's fine to watch baseball. But to me, it's crazy the number of other sports that are, you know, faster paced, more kinetic. There's more going on. Each game might matter a bit more. None of those are the ones that you find interesting. It's the one that is the opposite of all of those traits where you're like, yeah, give me that. Put it in my blood veins. Like, it's very confusing. First of all, rude of you to make fun of my blood. You know I have bad blood. (laughs) You know, I have a bleeding disorder that makes my blood bad at being blood. Hey, that's messed up. I wasn't even trying to go there, man. I'm not trying to put your business out in the streets like that. Hey, what? Actually, I mean, it's can. great I to sure put this wasn't. business out in the streets. If I ever, like, listeners, if I'm ever hurt near you, tell the paramedics that I have a blood disorder because I refuse to wear the medical alert bracelet my mom tried to give me. <laughs> oh, really? You don't, you aren't just, you know, all ready to roll around with your med alert bracelet. Thank you, David. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Love you. Yeah. No, I got you. It's in my phone, mom, if that makes you feel any better. Mm-hmm, what I was mm-hmm. going to say is a little bit of inside scoop on the podcast. Well, inside baseball is the expression. Yes. And I'm not going to get into know. it with you right now about how baseball is the American sports church and it has all these rituals and history, and you can just go in and everybody's on the same page except for two different teams, but you're all going to stretch in the seventh inning. If a wave happens, you're all going to do the wave. I'm not going to get into that. I just was trying to say that we have two microphones for the first time Mm -hmm. ever on Care for Free, courtesy of Mm -hmm. Doug Jaffin. Mm -hmm. Uh, So thank you, Doug, Mm -hmm. uh, longtime friend of the pod. And David is facing forward rather than at me and it is it's very like pod save america is it yeah because aren't they they're always like they're at a table and they're facing their microphones as opposed yeah. to facing the same microphone that they borrowed from their friend caleb yeah, yeah yeah it definitely has a little bit of a different vibe our faces are not quite as close together the whole time <laughs> uh, it's kind of a weird way hmm? 
We're not, like, doing the podcast into each other's mouths every other week. No, we're just a little bit further apart now. That's yeah. all. Jeez, man. Oh, David just moved farther away. I'm sorry, man. What a weirdo. <laughs> it's fine. I'm not worried about it. Dude, yeah. but you know what? You're off topic. How was your week? <laughs> I asked you first. That's not how I remember it. This is, you say that all the time on the podcast. Like, people can't just go back and listen to it. I don't know what other people are doing. I'm just saying that's not how I remember You're it. They can, they can check whatever they want. And I passive aggressively asked you. I was not making was fun work. of how old you are. You're just older. You said I had hearing problems or memory problems. I don't remember. Ooh, do you not remember? <laughs> What I said? Is that what just happened? Ooh. We don't have a guest in that the wasn't studio, great for so you. this is going to be a pretty brutal week. That wasn't great for you. That's it okay. It was not ideal. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that, was a less, that was a less than perfect uh, sequence for you, I think. But, you know, it's going to be all right. You'll 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 make it just fine. Fine. Well, never mind. All right. Well, what's um, going on? What's going on? Yeah, what's going on? This is what the people mm, are here for. What's going on? Tell me what's going on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, dog, what's happening? What'd it be like? What'd it do? It'd be like, I can't, I'm not going to do that. Gonna I do am what? actually going to edit that out. You're not going to do what? I think what you know. Hey, man, you can't just be starting to edit left and right like that, man. Come on, no, it's, it's supposed to be like, authentic, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that voice was really inauthentic. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it happened, you know what I'm saying? Uh, my week was great. I had a good week. That's what's up. Yeah, it feels like we were just here doing this because the last time we did two podcasts in a row was in May. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Life does, life does things to you. Yeah. You know. How, how's your week? Yeah, yo, it was, uh, it's been chill. That's actually not true. It hasn't been chill at all because there's probably something wrong with the way that my brain works, right? Yeah. But so I haven't started my new job yet. And apparently my brain processed that is like, sweet, now you have all the time to do all of the extra side projects that you haven't been doing. So it's maybe yeah. been one, one of the most consistently busy weeks that I've had in a while. Uh, but it's been good. I like it. I'm like, I'm energized. Getting I'm ready stuff to done. Go. Yeah, I'm getting stuff done, dude. Yeah. Yeah, doing things like that hat that Hannah likes to wear. It's Hannah, a good we'd hat. love to have you on the pod. Yeah, you can't bring the hat though. Hat stays home. Listeners, you'll never know if that was resolved or not because you'll only ever hear it. <laughs> That's true. I mean, if but if she shows up, I'm, obviously someone's gonna mention the hat. Yeah, I'm one way kind or the of other. upset our listeners haven't noticed my new haircut. Yeah, well, you know, they maybe they just don't care as much as they should. Y'all got to do better out there, guys. Come yeah, on. Yeah, actually, it's fine. My topic is making them care about my haircut, so it'll be okay. Okay, good. That works. Oh, so it's actually just foreshadowing. That's what you're doing here. All right. Yeah. I respect it. I like that. I yeah. like that. That's what's up. You know what else is dope? <laughs> what? I don't know. I was just going <laughs> to... I thought you would have an answer. Did we talk about Cat Gladiator? I don't think uh, so. Jacob gave them free ad time in our podcast last week. That's we right. We're not doing about... any more of those. No ads. Got paid for that. I mean, you can still talk about Camp Gladiator without endorsing it, I think. I mean, nah. I was just going to say what was going on, what was happening with it, you know. Well, now they want to know. Uh camp. David and Celine have been going to Camp Gladiator. It's not just the two of us. We got like a whole squad. Tried to get you to go and you were like, no, it's raining all well, the time. Why don't you explain what Camp Gladiator is? And let the people decide. Let the people decide? Okay, yeah. Populist decision. Um, I mean, it's just, um, 
It's this basically a network of trainers throughout the city that host one hour workouts just kind of all over the place all the time. You can just, if you sign up to be a part of it, you can just jump in and do the workouts like when you have the time. So you can go three days a week, four days a week. You can go in the morning, the afternoon. You can go whenever. So, um, they're on a special deal. Funds of decided to try it. Some of us did not for whatever reason. You know, uh, are you going to tell the audience how you and Sam? No, I don't know about no, that. No, we're doing one. it. Um, I don't know. Are we doing the audience? The audience. But see, so that one's hard because that changes based on your accent. Right. The audience. Or the audience. Po- yeah. How do you say audience? Audience. 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 Po- I think I say pod differently. I think I, think I say. I couldn't even say. <laughs> Why did you have such a hard time with that? I don't really know. <laughs> I don't really know. I was like, Pod? Pod. I don't know. We're doing that. Pod. Uh, why don't you tell the audience of the of the podcast? Well, you said we're doing pod. I don't remember what it's called. Podcast. Moving on. Yes, tell them what. Uh, how you and Celine were hobbling up the stairs. After the first time you did it, and yeah, because we did, because we did like I swear it was fifteen straight minutes of just squats and lunges, just back to back, switch it off, and then like, oh, you want a break? Take a lap, you know. So yeah, but I mean that's it, that's the that's the same anytime that you do like a good workout for the first time, like it, your body it takes a minute. So that's why I didn't do Camp Gladiator, for which we have now given. Quite a bit of free airtime. Yeah, good job. Great work. Yeah, but I think it was a fair and balanced um, <laughs> representation. Because you were like, it's great. And I was like, it sounds like actual hell. I mean, I guess. That's my bad place. I feel like I was like, it's good exercise. And you were like, it's exercise. Okay. You're just nodding. Okay. No, while I'm You're not. nodding while glaring at me? I'm not trying to glare. I'm just thinking about exercise and projecting. <laughs> oh, well, it's very much projected. I was like, for I, I, I fear for my safety a little bit for a second there, and I was like, whoa, did I somehow cross a line? I didn't Don't know worry, that I crossed, I'm not, but I've okay. never exercised, so your safety is probably going to be fine. You've probably exercised at least once or twice, right? Yeah. 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 volleyball. C team. Oh, volleyball. Volleyball's the worst. That is not my game. We're on the same page with that. Yeah. Oh. It's like I got a ball spiked in my face one time. Eighth <laughs> grade wasn't eighth grade enough <laughs> during a game. Oh man, it was awful. Did we tell you about our flag football game last week? Yes, but you haven't told the audience. Well, I'm not. I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not gonna name names because people would probably actually come after me in real life. But you know, I was playing quarterback, and then at one point. I tried to throw a touchdown pass in the end zone to another person who was crossing, and they were, and they were open, and I was like, we nailed this. We got it. But then right when the ball, like, gets to them, it instead instead of either catching it with their hands or, like, hitting it off their bodies and all, it pegs them right in the face. Oh, no. And I don't think I threw it that hard. But, I mean, I threw it hard enough where I'm sure it didn't feel good. Well, a sports right? ball bouncing off your face is never going to be yeah. really chill. Yeah, especially a pointy sports ball, you know? And so, yes, but, so that wasn't even the, 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 the funniest part is, like, so it bounces right off the person's face. But then somehow, the angle of it, the ball just then shoots 10 feet straight up in there. 
Oh, man, it was so funny. It was such a good moment. I enjoyed it. But, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you Yeah, I'll tell you later. Because um, I don't want to put them on blast because I'll be in trouble. <laughs> yeah. But um, cool. David, what's your least favorite feature of Twitter? Besides the anti-Semites and the crazy misogynist trolls and the racists and the people that the platform refuses to kick off. I mean, so I guess, are you asking, like, my least favorite mechanism of Twitter? Or yeah. my least favorite, like, characteristic of Twitter as, like, a, a, a phenomenon? Either one. My least favorite characteristic of Twitter as a phenomenon is how it feels like there's a whole segment of it that, a whole segment of the people on the site that always feel like, always feel like they've got to be putting together a 14-second sound bite for CNN in every mm. tweet that they send, you know? Um, you know, uh, uh, FYI, for anyone who wasn't aware, uh, calling a sweet potato a regular potato is not okay. Stop normalizing yams. A little bit, you know? And I'm like, uh, well, like I said, half the time, probably most of the time, there's somewhere in that sentence is a very good point that's being made. But half the time it's like... Ugh. Not sure it was made the best way. And also, not sure you had to make it. But I feel like that's just like how some people use Twitter. And it's not a problem. It's just like my least favorite. Because I mostly use Twitter as like a sort of basically just like a news site, right? Where I'm looking for breaking news, whether it be in politics or sports or, you know, natural disasters or whatever. Um, and for funny memes. Those are the, really the two things that I'm exclusively going to it for. So when I see the other stuff, I'm like, ah, not my jam. Yeah. I don't know. How about you? Uh, I really hate that it shows people the tweets I've liked, mm. and I hate that it is like going overboard to show people what I've tweeted. Not real <laughs> big on that. The push, the push noties are yeah. I feel that the push noties. Yeah, I'm so I'm, I'm trying out the uh, abbreviation thing sometimes because Hannah likes to do it so much, and I'm trying to add a little bit more of it in. Okay, so this is a question that Zach. Uh, f uh, former guest producer Zach and former guest producer Alyssa and I were talking about last weekend. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Zach says Honey P for 100%. I've been Absolutely saying not. Hundo P. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, you've already shot down both answers, I think, maybe. Uh, I've been saying Hundo P no. for 100%. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you, much like Alyssa, have refused to pick a side. Yeah, no, I'm out on both of those. Okay. Um, like how out are you? Are you like eighty five percent, or are you like hundred p out? Hundred, like all the way. I'm no, not. I'm like, not here for. I'm honestly. I'm mostly bothered by the p for percent. Like I'm just. I'm just not here for that. Really? Yeah. I'm. I'm not. Because basically, the difference in your two ways of saying it is the hundo versus the honey. Uh, both of which are silly, but it's fine. But my real problem is the pee. I'm just not here for the for the pee there. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just not into that. Absolutely not. Okay, that's a fair criticism. Okay, cool. I'm glad. Yeah, you I'm so. on board with uh, you feeling that way. Dope. I'm no percent. <clears throat> yeah, you finished it. <laughs> uh, I I heard the pee. I was like, mm. I was like, wait, she said the rest of the word. That's what's up. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Appreciate you. Anything for you. So, wow. I think I go first this week, yeah? Are you sure? I don't remember. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> you do this every week. 
sure. All right, man. All right. Because you went first last week. Uh, if you say so. I don't, I don't even know how. Yeah, you know. I hope you're right. You know. You're. This is a very laissez-faire, David. That unlike we're seeing this normal, week. Unlike the normal laissez-faire, David. Yeah. I, I <laughs> Listener, be, you can't see it, but look, he's shrugging as just, if to say, "My hands are off." I just be chilling, dog. I don't know what you want me to say. Nothing. I like. I like the chill. Do do you ever just be chill? Rarely. <laughs> you never just be chilling. Nah. Rarely. You, you, you really don't be chilling. No, it's I, a good point. No, you're right. You're right. Even when I'm chilling, I'm not chilling. <laughs> yeah, even when you're chilling, you're like, "Is it fine that I'm chilling?" And I'm like, "That's oh. <laughs> it." I mean, the last however many how long has it been since we took the bar? Two months. I don't know. Man. I've been like laying down flat on my bed. Like, I'm allowed to just lay here. I can just do this. Relaxing thing? Yeah, dude. Yeah? It's yeah. been good. Yeah. Wait, so who goes first this week? Do you know? You pick. Ah, no, 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 no. We gotta be consistent, you know what I'm saying? So whoever's turn it is, it, you know. Do you genuinely you. not remember no, it's seven you. days ago? <laughs> no, it's you. <laughs> no, it's Just you. checking. No, it's you. That's a big some yeah. old joke. <laughs> uh, Alright, so this week... Mm, I am kind of going to an old familiar well that I think you have actually maybe heard me talk about, but it sounded like you didn't quite remember hearing me talk about it. Mm-hmm. My statement. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just realized that I didn't like actually sift a statement out of all this. So Very well done. Okay. Sure. Nice job. Yeah. Good part work. <laughs> uh, I did a lot. I have a whole page of notes here. I bet. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm ready. Mexican General Santa Anna called himself Napoleon of the West. Do you care? So I do feel like I've heard you talk about this sometime mm-hmm. before. And I feel like I remember this being something. Like, not the statement, but I remember the conversation. But some of you like, it matters! And I was like, I, I don't know if it does. So I'm going to say I don't really care. I care about Santa Anna. I care about Napoleon. I don't care about the nickname that people give themselves. Um, as of right now, yeah, even though I care about Santa Ana, I genuinely don't care that he called himself Napoleon of the West. Because, whatever, call yourself what you want. Big deal. Um, tell me what you remember from me talking about Santa Ana. Basically, I just remember you being mad that I didn't think the Alamo was as big a deal as you did. It's such a big deal. Yeah, that's, mo- like, most of I remember is I was, which, it wasn't even like I was, like, trying to trash the Alamo listeners, just so we're clear. My, I was like, the Alamo, all right, okay. Like, I get why, I get why you guys talk about it, but, you know. Yeah, you didn't know. have to trash the Alamo. Then, Santa Anna did that for you. Yeah, and she was like, hey. the Alamo is the pinnacle of the American experience, and it would not exist I think what I said without was it. Microcosm of Texas stick There's got to be a better word. Than stick to itiveness. Perseverance is resilience, not quite resilience. Persistence. Is it. The Alamo is like the perfect microcosm of Texas and to some extent American resilience. Okay. Yeah. Um, wait, is that your new sentence? No. Okay. This is just me defending the reaction that I had. That's fair. No, it was a it was a very it was it was a lot. Yeah. I was not prepared for it. And I was like, I mean, uh, uh, I, for a second I thought you were like gonna be personally offended. 
that I was not well-versed and um, passionate about the Alamo. And I was like, I don't really know what to do about that. Yeah, and that's... I am neither well-versed or passionate about it. Unacceptable of me to be angry at anyone for being not well-versed in the Alamo if they didn't grow up in Texas, because you don't get Texas history, and there have been, like, two not-great movies about it, so... Sure, too. Which I think that actually is where the where the argument came, because I think I maybe did say... I don't know why you spend so much like I because I was aware that you spend way more time on in Texas history. I was like, based on what I know about Texas history, which is way less than all of you Texans, but not a uh, minuscule amount. I was like, I feel like you talked about a little bit more in your grade school than you should have. To which you were like, no, it definitely did. Which either means I was wrong or the indoctrination was successful of your grade school education. I mean, it's not mutually exclusive. It could be a little of column A, a little of column B. It most certainly could. And I'll take that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not talking about the Alamo today. I'm not mostly talking about the Alamo today. Uh, Santa Ana was the general who raised R-A-Z-E-D, the Alamo, mm-hmm. uh, in the Texas Revolution. But the reason... What's up? You made a face. Did he raise it? Like, don't... Was it rebuilt? Well, I mean, he, like, there was a lot more to it okay. than what is left in San Antonio. Okay. That, no, that's what I was asking. He it all out and, okay. you know, mm-hmm. took all the women and children. Got it, yeah. There weren't that many, but, yeah. like, killed all, every man in the mm-hmm. Alamo. Got it. Um, but Santa Ana I first encountered in eighth grade Texas history. Um, and I, I don't know if I've told you this story before, but we did a project that was really cool. Um, where our teacher assigned roles to everybody in the class, and we had to put Santa Ana on trial for his, like, crimes in the Texas Revolution. I'm seeing a, a pattern in yeah. your uh, schooling here. But okay, yeah. continue. Uh, and she had somebody playing Santa Ana, she had somebody playing Sam Houston, and then she had attorneys for both sides. And guess what she put me on? You were Santa Ana's attorney. I was Santa Ana's defense attorney for war crimes. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was the first time I encountered an ethical dilemma in my practice of law. Um, And I went up to Miss Kelly after class and I was like, really? She was like, you're the only person I knew would come up to my desk and say, really? But do it anyway. I was like, great. Thanks. Uh, And I had almost convinced everyone in my class to let Santa Ana go like I had almost gotten them this whole jury there was like 12 kids on a jury mm-hmm. and I'd almost gotten these 12 kids to let Santa Ana go or I had like one who was not gonna budge and I was really excited about it because it couldn't get the unanimous victory and then the guy playing Santa Ana uh who is a guy I'm incredibly fond of now but was really angry at at the time started going off about how he was going to win and no one could touch him. It was very OJ. I was just like, (laughs) I am the man. I I will not go down for this. Mm -hmm. And another guy who I was, I'm very fond of now, but wasn't at the time was the guy on the jury who was like, you know what? No, I hate you, dude. I'm going to (laughs) vote against you. And so we lost, but that was basically like a documentary of Santa Ana's life. Like, Mm -hmm. That eighth grader could not have played better if he had been trying, which I am pretty sure he didn't. Um, (laughs) And I should also caveat this. Uh, Growing up, I thought that Santa Ana was Mexican because he was from Mexico. 
In researching for this just now, I found out that Santa Ana was like a white guy who moved from Spain into Mexico and was like, I am the captain now. Yeah. And everybody was like, I guess. It's like, sure. Because of this stupid class system we've got here in Mexico. But it makes it all the better to like hate Santa Ana that he was this like colonizer who was also a jerk. Um, He's really one of the preeminent like pure villains that we have, isn't he? Yeah. Just like, I feel like with most of your historical, you know, especially in war, like most of your generals, you've got two sides. It really feels like he's one of those rare few where you're like, no, 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 we're just mad. Yeah. So this is a great time to start in on the biography. He was born in 1794 uh, to the second highest caste system in Mexico. He was Mexican of European descent, which was second only to... European of European descent mm-hmm. who moved to Mexico and right. deigns to like walk on the ground there. Yeah. Uh, he joined the army at age 16 and he basically rose through the ranks by hitching his wagon to the most rich and powerful people and then promptly unhitching his wagon anytime something bad happened to them. So he was known for being like mm-hmm. a flip flopper and a guy who would, you know, flake at the last minute. Um, in 1829, he won the Battle of Tampico. That was his big, like, this guy's a star. That was his breakout role. He won because the other army had yellow fever, like, running through the ranks. And so they were all, like, on their, like, laying on the ground before he came through and was like, yeah. I claim this for us. Um, In his defense, not the first military victory that was, you know, not at all, like, due to... Mother Nature had nothing to do with the commander at all, but still they get the credit. Yeah. Because that's just uh, how that works, I guess. Karma is a bee. Let's and go. And he will find that out later in his life. Uh, but after this, he starts calling himself Napoleon of the West, which I think is really like the crux of Santa Anna, because by the time he started calling himself that, Napoleon had been deposed. Like, mm-hmm. Napoleon's whole deal went down in like 1815, mm-hmm. and then he had a brief surge again in the 1830s, yeah? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, he it was island. all done by that time. Uh, it, it, 1830s yeah, it, it was, was like 1820s still, revolution. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. We'll double check our dates and uh, mm-hmm. put that in the show notes if we're mm-hmm. wrong. Um, which, yeah, we're only human. I'll stand by it. I think, yeah, because I mean, Waterloo was definitely was, like 1815 or something like that. I think he was and done then, by 1815. Like, I, I like, think maybe he had an 1817 round. I just reread the Canon. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. But (laughs) nevertheless, uh, Santa Anna calling himself Napoleon was really stupid. That would be like a football player calling themselves OJ now. Like, Hmm. you don't, like, maybe there was a time when that would have been good, but we are long past that time. Or like, I'm the Mel Gibson of acting. Yeah, Um, it's like, oof. It's like, I guess. That's not a. Like, there are other names you probably could have picked. Yeah. Just a quick aside. Today I was listening to The Rewatchables, which is the Ringers podcast where they just, like, get who they, like, pick a movie, and whoever likes that movie comes into a room and talks about that movie for an hour. Mm -hmm. And -hmm. it was Shea Serrano and Bill Simmons. And they Mm -hmm. were talking about different action stars and how crazy it is that Liam Neeson became an action star from Taken in his Mm mid-50s. And they started talking about (laughs) Mel Gibson and... Did you ever see the trailer for the movie Ransom? Maybe. Here's the thing. 
it, even if I had, I feel confident that that probably just looked like all the other, you know, Ransom movies. That is fair, but there's one thing that set it completely apart uh-huh. from all the other trailers, which will remind you if you have seen it. Uh-huh. Give me back my son! No, I don't think you I ever saw that, that one. No, I don't think I saw that. <laughs> it was, like, so loud in such a ridiculous trailer. <laughs> yeah. And my family said that so much when that trailer was out. Uh-huh. And it just... I just... <laughs> No, I think I now missed I that can't. one. <laughs> it's just so funny. Give me back my son! Give me back my son! Give me back my son! We'll have to watch it. Okay, we'll watch it. I, I would love to make that just my ringtone. <laughs> no, I don't. Do no, I'm gonna push back on that idea. Okay, yeah, that's that's probably good. I'm probably gonna edit that out. Um, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> anyway, in uh, so 1829, Santa Anna wins the battle, starts calling himself Napoleon. 1833, he becomes the president of Mexico for the first of 11 times. Hmm. Yeah. How often do they have elections? Well, they have a lot more deposings uh-huh. than okay. sure, uh, elections, sure, sure. I think. Sure, sure. Um, but he becomes the Mexican president and immediately delegates all the power to the vice president and just, like, lives the high life with the paycheck and everything. Uh, he's clearly not a hard worker. And Solid scam. in 1834, the next year, he abolishes Congress and repeals the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Congress is I over. Mean, the Constitution. Okay. But sure. like, yes. all pretense of Congress or the Constitution is gone. It is just like mm-hmm. really astounding to me. Uh, and that was actually what ignited the Texas Revolution is they were like, no Constitution. No Texas. Um, and so at that time, uh, Texas started fighting against the Mexican control of Texas. They did that famous, like, come and take it mm-hmm. battle, the Battle of Gonzales. And it's like the Lexington and Concord of the Texas Revolution. And this is where uh, Santa Anna really starts to earn his, like, Napoleon of the West title. Because uh-huh. he marches into Texas. With the, an army full of people who are homeless and, like, not well-fed. Half of them do not speak Spanish, um, so he can't communicate with them. He recruits the native people who hate him, and he marches into Texas not n- understanding that it is not going to be hot the entire time. He, like, <sighs> underestimates the cold entirely, just mm-hmm. like Napoleon trying to attack Russia. Right. Um, and so he has this, like, army that's falling apart. You good? I hope so. Okay. <laughs> Only one way to find out. <laughs> David David nudged the mic and then made a face. I was startled. Yes. It's okay. Uh, anyway, Santa Anna still has success because he has an army that is much, much bigger than the Texan army. Uh, he kills 189 people at the Alamo, and he massacres 342 at Goliad. Like, that was even less of a battle than the Alamo. It was just straight-up killing people. Um, and then he wrote, after the Alamo, he wrote an op-ed in, like, a Mexican newspaper that was like, well, the Texans deserve to die at the Alamo, because William Barrett Travis, who is their commander and is my number one history crush of all time, 
is this young, disrespectful upstart. And that's why I had to kill 189 people and more over 342 people in a different place. Did this dude just say I slaughtered a bunch of people at two places because millennials suck? Did you really yes. just pull that? He said millennials, Come are, on. millennials are ruining the uh, the Mexican war industry. They, they're killing the Mexican war industry. Yeah, <laughs> there it. it is. Yeah. Uh, why? How do we get? How do we? How do we get them to buy back into the Mexican war industry? <laughs> how do we appeal to this? How do we appeal to this unreachable, unreachable fragment of the population? Put Ugh. avocado on it. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, he did not put avocado on it. He lost... That sounds like an expression. That's going to be a thing now. I'm going to buy you a shirt that says put avocado on it. I like it. Or I put uh, avocado on it. That's probably better. Texas turned the tide of the revolution, and Santa Ana was found during the Battle of San Jacinto, which is like the final battle of the Texas Revolution, dressed in the clothes of like a person of much lower rank, which means mm-hmm. that he stripped down one of his dead soldiers and put on their outfit. It was like... I don't know. I don't know anything about the Mexican army. I just got here. Like, an idiot. Gosh, that guy sucks. Yeah. Wow. Uh, he was found hiding in a marsh. Um, mm. And I don't know if this is true. It might be from a movie or, like, I. in my mind, they bring Santa Ana to Sam Houston, who, this is true, had, like, been injured in the Battle of San Jacinto and was, like, laying under a tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it was his ankle or something. I don't know. And they found Santa Ana, and they bring him up to Sam Houston. And Sam Houston's like, I thought you'd be taller. Savage. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if that's true, but you guys should definitely repeat it. I mean, um, that's always, honestly, even if the guy's not shorter than you thought he was, that's always a good move. It's like, huh, I thought you were taller. But there's a limit to that. Like, you couldn't say that to James Comey. It's like, no, you didn't. You did not think, you did not think James Comey was taller James than that. Comey. You just didn't. You just didn't think that. Listeners, James Comey is six foot eight, which this is dude, a dumb height six foot eight. to be. This dude's an NBA power forward just wandering the halls of Langley. It's... Well, I guess Langley's CIA. Uh, uh, oh, where are they? Quantico? No, that's their training center. I don't know. But you I'm know. sure he wandered the halls of Quantico. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you've got this this lumbering power forward just, you know, imagine being in the White House and they're like, oh, the director of the FBI is coming by. And you're like, okay, yeah, cool, send him in. And this this hulking, (laughs) just just tree man wanders through your door. He's like, oh, no, 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 the direct, not his bodyguard. Send me the, (laughs) ridiculous. Turn around. People that tall don't do that job. I don't know. They shouldn't do any job. They should just. Well, I don't run that far. Jeez. No, they should be shunned. No, height's good. I disagree. This is an ongoing dispute. It sure Uh, is. Anyway, so Santa Ana needs a win after this. Um, And he then goes into battle with France in what is called the Pastry War. I do not know why it was called the Pastry War. There was no pastry anywhere? I'm sure at some point there was a pastry somewhere. But it's not like very evident why it was called the Pastry I mean, they were not lobbing pastries. It was, well, okay. As far as I know, it wasn't started over a pastry, but I didn't look into it extensively. So maybe it's just like they're being, they're making awful French stereotypes. I was about to say, I actually think this sounds like the Mexicans just trying to make fun of the French. Well, this is the second week in a row that somebody has had like bad French stereotypes. Yeah, yeah. Who are you finding the French? Oh, what is it called? The Pastry War? Yeah, why not? Yeah, that's what we're calling it. Yeah, that's that sounds, exactly that's what we've been calling Santa it. That's a very Santa Ana move is to like yeah. call it the Pastry War to drum up support. Yeah, so I probably dumb. read an op-ed about it. Yeah. What a dumb way. What an op-ed. You know you've lost when you massacre a bunch of people and you say, 
I better write an op-ed to explain why I did that. Why like, I killed one of them. <clears throat> yeah, that's all. Like, you take the L. You yeah, know what I mean? that's it. Uh, anyway, Santa Ana is not going to win in the French versus Mexico pastry war. In fact, he loses a leg. Mm-hmm. And I've told you about this, yeah? Probably. Do you remember this? I don't yet. <laughs> Santa Ana lost one of his legs in the pastry war. He did not soldier on, as would be the custom in that time if you lost a leg. I now am, yeah, remembering to you. Santa Anna ordered a small mahogany coffin, a leg-sized coffin, and had an entire military leg funeral Mm -hmm. for his leg. Mm -hmm. They buried it. They played taps or whatever the Mexican army equivalent was. Tapas, maybe? (laughs) <laughs> maple? <laughs> I don't know about yeah, that one. like that? Well, tapas is Spanish, not Mexican, right? Oh, I guess. Technically? So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Santa Ana was from Spain. Good point. So. That works. Yeah, Fine. so tapas. Uh, <laughs> he ordered two $1,300 replacement cork legs mm-hmm. uh, to go into battle the next time. Um, cork. Ooh. Cork, yeah. I know. It's... It, I don't feel like it would look good. No, it does not But at least wonderful. it would be light. I guess, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But he spent a lot of money, and his army was really hungry, and it didn't look good. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, he fell from power. His 11 terms were non-consecutive. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was exiled to Cuba in 1845. He popped back in for uh, the Mexican-American War, yep, and he declared himself president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why not? Okay. For the shot. That was not... Um, anyway, so he was in his tent at, during the Mexican-American War, and he mm-hmm. has this very, like, elaborate, ornate tent. Obviously. Um, to go with his two $1,300 cork legs. Mm-hmm. And he is sitting there eating. All of his soldiers are, like, siesting. Uh, and, of course, that was when the American army decided... To attack. Good time to attack. So Santa Ana's got this, like, roast chicken spread out in front of him. They're like, the Americans are coming, and they have to run. Santa Ana leaves his leg behind, both of his legs. But bring the chicken? No. (laughs) So what happened was the Illinois, it was the 4th Regiment of Illinois Volunteers. They came into his tent. They sat down and ate his food. Dope. And then they were like, what are these? These are Santa Ana's legs. Let's go play baseball. Love it. With them. I'm into it. The great American pastime. That's the most exciting ooh, ooh, that's ooh, the most exciting ooh, game of baseball that's ever been played. Ooh. I can say that with near certainty. Uh Santa Anna was exiled until he was eighty years old and then he died in obscurity. There are two things about Santa Ana that still linger in the American consciousness besides the Alamo and general Texas history. Santa Ana brought gum to the U.S. He was the person who introduced gum to the United States. Mm-hmm. And my favorite thing... I assume because he was trying to swindle someone. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, it's food, and they yeah. chewed it, and they were like, it's not. And, and he's, he's like, like ah, give me my <laughs> money anyway. Gotcha. <laughs> and my favorite part about this story... Is that Mexico has several times contacted Illinois and said, please send us back the leg of Santa Ana. And Santa Ana doesn't need it anymore, obviously. Mm-hmm. 
But, you know, it's one of those, like, return our stuff yeah. things. And Illinois continues to say, no, we want it fair and square. Our legs. Yeah. <laughs> our legs. Yeah. Uh, and it is like a lifelong dream for me to go and see the St. Diana leg. I think you should do it. I spent a lot of time talking about it. I really should. Yeah, you really should do that. Yeah. I feel like you've been pretty close, like, geographically. Like, I feel like I don't the next know how time close it is to Chicago. That's the only place in Illinois I've ever been. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. yeah. We, should, we should look into that. Because I feel like you should just know where it is so that you can plan for that the next time you're up to that bring, area. bring, like, a roast chicken with me and sit out there and eat roast yeah. chicken by the Santa Ana Lake. Yeah. Say, this one is for young upstart William Barrett Travis. Exactly. My history husband. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's me this week. That's what's up. Did we improve your caring at all? Um... I mean, improve my caring about the story of Santa Anna. The the nickname that he gave himself is just extremely apt. So yeah. I guess I care that he, I guess I care about it as an illustration of just how Santa Anna Santa Anna was. Yeah. Gosh, man, the, those people. That type of person just seems to pop up every once in a while through history. Almost like they're the same person just being reincarnated. You it know? feels it's like, like that, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like there's always that guy. And it does seem to always be a guy, at least so far. Uh, it's just like, oh my gosh, how are you How are you consistently and always this way? Reading about the like <laughs> you know? funeral, I was like, God, people in charge of countries have always been ridiculously egocentric. Ridiculous. So it is what it is. Yeah. But it's cool. All right. Yeah. I swear that next week I won't talk about like dead white guy stuff. Are you sure? Yes, I'm making this promise. Okay. Are you gonna remember that it, it'll be your turn to go first? Will you remember that? What? No. <laughs> See, you won't remember. See, I'm you, just, you just admitted it. it. You just admitted it right here. No, like, we'll be older next you week. Know so you won't remember. Knows what I'll have memory. Oh, man, yeah, I never know what you're going to remember. Who knows day. what I'll have memory. <coughs> mm-hmm. so it's are, a sentence I said. Yeah, you're already losing your command of the English language. Uh, I did four hours of conference calls yesterday. I'm losing my whole mind. It's a lot of hours, man. So many hours. It's it was great. It was totally worth it, but yeah, 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 for my sure. whole mind. Well, wait, yet, <laughs> that was yesterday. I know. You went to sleep. You had time. You can recharge. I don't think you get to blame not being able to put a sentence together okay, on conference today. calls yesterday. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I think you're lying. I think you're a liar. Uh, liar is Latin for liar. So That cannot be true. I don't believe you. Are you sure? I feel pretty good about it. You have no pee? No, I'm never that. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been that, and I intend to remain that way. That's probably a good call. All right. You ready to roll with uh, my statement for the week? <sighs> Why do you always seem so apprehensive about it? Here's the thing: I looked at your iPad when I was pressing oh. play, and I I saw. That's kind of messed up, dog. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So my statement for this week: Malcolm Gladwell yeah. is five foot nine inches. Do you care? Tall. Oh my God. Five foot nine inches tall. I. This is a trap. Why is it a trap? I think you know why it's a trap. I don't think I know why it's a trap. I don't think I don't think it's a trap. Tell me why you think it's a trap. Because I don't like Malcolm Gladwell, but you know I like guys who aren't tall. I guess that's fair. It definitely was not intended as a trap. Okay. The The fact that you like short men was not part of the calculus of that statement. I would like to be clear that I also like tall men. 
I don't know. You've been very anti-tall men so far today. Well, I'm not. I don't like like a beanpole, but like Chris Evans in short. Sure. He's like what six three? I think he's six one. Six one. He oh, might be I six. I guess even. that tall. Six one's not tall. Six one's like. Hang on. That's just. Listeners, if you know how tall Chris Evans is, tweet it at Gimme Jacob Moore. Yes, at Gimme Jacob Moore. That's with Chris two O's. Evans height. He's an even six. Yeah, that's that's not tall. That's just okay. regular guy height. And then of course, uh, yes. okay. Uh, Google tells me that Robert Downey Jr. is five nine. Yeah. I think I don't really care. I don't really understand how this affects my life. Why don't life you care? Anyway. Because you just don't. Is this with or without the Malcolm Gladwell hair? I would guess without. Okay. Most of the time when we measure a person, it's not including like their hair. But you've I seen think. his hair, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I get why you've asked the question, but yeah. I'm pretty sure I wasn't there when they measured him, so I don't know. <laughs> but I'm assuming that they're not including the hair, because you usually don't. Okay. You know what I'm, uh, I'm going to say I don't care. I'm going to say 2 out of 10. Okay. So you don't care. 2 out of 10. Cool. Well, I think him being five foot nine is interesting for a couple of reasons. I will start with saying, have you read his book, Blink, The Power of Thinking Without Thinking? No. So it's all about, uh, you know, implicit and subconscious biases and the way that they affect the way that you see the world, the way that you make decisions, the way that other people perceive you, right? Um, one of the things that he examines in this, in this book is height preference. And he explains how there is a lot of evidence that height has a lot of unconscious positive factors associated with it. Huh. particularly in men. He takes a poll of about half of the companies on the Fortune 500 list, so all of the largest ones in the country, uh, asking each company questions about their leadership positions. So the heads of large corporations or companies are all kind of tall, is one of the things that really emerges. On the average, CEOs are just under six feet, compared Which to... you just said was not tall. It's not tall, but that's the average, right? Okay. But... In the U.S. population, about 14.5% of all men are 6 feet tall or taller. What? 14.5%. Yeah. So the Only 14.5% of men are 6 feet tall or taller? Yeah. There's a lot That's of... That's bizarre. It's a it's a very, like, like the bell curve, the middle is very broad. So, like, the 5'9 to the 5'11, a lot of guys. There's also a lot of guys who are shorter than that. But, like, the average height is very much the average height. Right, yeah. You get over six feet tall, you are like one of the taller people. However, even though only 14.5% of men in America are six feet or taller, among the CEOs of Fortune 500 companies, that number is 58%. Yeah, much higher. Yeah. Uh, additionally, if you want to push it even further, 3.9% of adult men in the U.S. population are six foot two or taller. Among CEOs, 30%. Wow. So it really skews towards, even though, like you said, even though the average is just under six feet, which is only slightly above the average height for a male, once you include these factors, like, I'm, I'm more just wondering if there are a bunch of, like, just monopoly men, <laughs> like, like you know, the guy with the mustache pulling down the average, because yeah. there's a bunch of just trees running these companies, right? Additionally, of the tens of millions of American men below <laughs> five foot six, a grand total of ten in the test sample reach the level of CEO, which is just that numerically being a short man is as much or arguably as much of a handicap to corporate success as being a woman or an African-American in this country. Wow. Yeah. Interesting, right? Uh, Gladwell determines that 
through, you know, just sort of formulaic and thinking about it, each additional inch that a person has height-wise is worth about $789 more per year. Someone who is Someone who is six feet tall is expected to earn $5,523 more per year than someone who is five foot five. Is this men or are we doing everybody now? Uh, I think that number is everyone. Wow. Yeah. The connection between height and confidence is really thought to be psychological. Because a lot of times people say, well, then maybe that's really all it is. It's just that taller people claim to be, taller people are more confident and that increased confidence leads them to get into positions of, you know, influence, power, blah, blah, blah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So, because the argument goes, tall people grow up in a world that values their height. Therefore, they feel good about themselves. Yeah. And according to two psychology writers for The Guardian, uh, this all ties into the pervasive tendency to associate height with power. Yeah. To the point where there are people out there, I didn't know this, there are people out there getting limb lengthening surgery. So that's yes. quite a, so that's quite a, Gattaca. that's quite a mouthful. But yeah, getting limb lengthening surgery for the purpose of improving their confidence, which kind of feels Ooh. like a roundabout way to me. Right. Yeah. If one thing, if you said, I want to be taller, right? But it's nothing to say, I want to be more confident, extend my bones, oh make my me taller, God. because I need to feel more confident. That's kind of crazy. I Ugh, thought. I thought that I was crazy. That. Like, don't get me wrong. Okay. I wish I was six foot six, but that's just because I think it would make me better at basketball. That's really it. It's not because I'm like, I want to feel better about myself. Okay. I'm assuming you haven't seen the movie Gattaca. I have not seen Gattaca. It is a movie. I played the arcade game. That's Gallica. That's what I said. The movie Gattaca is about, like, somebody was talking about it the other day, which was really depressing, because they're like, this is how we're going to pick babies. Like, it's about, like, parents can, like, pick all these features for their kids in a lab, and then kids who are, like, naturally conceived are disadvantaged. And, like, a guy who was naturally conceived wants to be an astronaut, but only people who are, like, created in a lab get to be astronauts. Mm -hmm. So he assumes the identity of an astronaut, Mm -hmm. and he has to get limb-lengthening surgery because that guy was taller than him, and he Mm -hmm. doesn't want to get caught. And so he, like, there's a whole sequence where it's, like, stretching out his bones, and he's having to, like, lay there and, like, scream, and it is the worst. Don't want it. Don't want want any of that. That guy is played by Ethan Hawke. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, brother, can you tell me where be the Met Gala? Mm-hmm. That guy. <laughs> that, that guy. guy. He kind of looks like he's had lung in the surgery. Yeah. Lung in the surgery. It's the mouthful. It doesn't roll off. It doesn't roll off the tongue well. Yes. Lung in the surgery. Did I tell you about the first time that I went to, like, a Catholic church service? No. Yeah, so I obviously I, it was my first time going. I don't know all of the call and response. Yeah, and I adopted the I I personally thought very clever strategy of um, each time that the priest said a thing, I would and and the people start to respond, I would mumble along with them, and then very rapidly after they finished, repeat the last word they said. So <laughs> he'd be like, "And peace be with you," and I would be like, "With you." <laughs> so it sounded like I was, you know, I was talking when they were talking. I was with it, you know. I was on top of it. I, I just talk a little slower is the only problem. What age like, was I this? Like I know all of it. Hmm? What age was this? What? How old were you? I can't hear you. What? How old were you when that happened? Um, let me think. Give me a range. Uh, 
I think I was 22. I knew you were going to say you're 20. It's not a bad strategy. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I, I might have been 23. I, I think I might have been 23. I'm not sure. Oh, 22 boy. or 23, something like that. Yeah, 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 something like that. I don't know, man. I don't know what. I don't know what's better though. Like, yeah, there's, no, there's no better way to deal with it. I think it. I think it would have been a more clever strategy if I was younger, right? Versus, I think I'm supposed to be at the age now where I can just, you know, be like, "Oh, I don't know it," and I can just be confidently silent. You should have acted like you were speaking in tongues. I will admit, I just, I was, I was kind of having fun with it, which maybe I should have done that, but it was okay. <laughs> Everybody was fine. Nobody was bothered. I'm sure nobody is talking about it except you. Except me. Yeah. Mostly because I just I thought it was funny. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I'm <laughs> glad enjoyed, you're talking about it. I enjoyed the moment. Yeah, I enjoyed the moment. It's pretty yeah. solid. Uh, uh, if you try that out, let us know how it goes, listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel free to report back to uh, by tweeting at at Jacob Moore or by DMing him on Instagram. Again, at, that's at Gimme Jacob, Jacob Moore with two O's. There you go. Yeah. Dope. Um, we were at limb lengthening surgery. We were. We were at limb lengthening surgery. Jeez. So like we said, the, the correlation is true for both women and men, but it is considered stronger among men. Interesting side note here. For women, a 2016 study suggests that there is one key factor that is perhaps, well, not one key factor, but there's th- this particular key factor is possibly a bigger factor than height in terms of uh, career advancement. I'm so afraid to hear what this is. BMI. The higher the BMI, uh, yeah. the higher the BMI, the more difficult it is for women to su- succeed. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, which that's is like because yeah. this world is garbage. Yeah, it's so sucky. Yeah. yeah, which but also BMI is like a bad metric because it does not, it doesn't accommodate for if a person is like like it does it doesn't really tell you anything about the person. It yeah. just tells you their weight and their height. You know what yeah. I mean? It doesn't tell you whether the person is like, you know, a bodybuilder or whatever the opposite of a bodybuilder is. I don't know. But, you know, so it, it, it's not even like a good metric. So it's super annoying. Something like that's true. But it is. So, yeah. um, but for men, height. This world is terrible. Yeah. Because, like, also, what well, do It has nothing I, I would, to do with your job performance. I would get it if, yeah, I would get it if your job was. Um, Camp Gladiator trainer. Camp Gladiator trainer. Yeah, then I get it. You, but even then, what if you're just like insanely muscular? Your BMI might be higher than expected. So yeah. it's whatever. You know, it's dumb. It's whatever. It's dumb. It's but dumb. for men, height is still key to success. Hmm. Interesting side note about 50 years ago, something weird happened. Americans stopped getting taller. Mm-hmm. In World War One. The average American soldier was two inches taller than the average German. But since around 1955, on average, Germans and most people around the world, also, it's so funny to be like, someone apparently just did this random study. I feel like this happens all the time in academia, where someone does a random study for whatever reason, or just like, you know, some random question gets asked at the end of of a survey. And then someone years later says, hmm. We don't know why anyone asked this random question, but that's data, and we can use it, and we should use it to figure something out, right? Like, yeah. that, I feel like that happens all the time in academia, oh, yeah. where you're like, I don't know why we have this data, but since we have it, let's see if we can do something with it. But yeah, so that since they found out uh, that in World War One, the average American soldier was two inches taller than the average German, since 1955, Germans and most people around the world have been growing taller, but Americans have stayed the same. 
Mm-hmm. So everyone else is catching up. So well, I, I can tell you, there's an obvious explanation for that. Um, I don't know what it is. Steve Rogers was on ice for 70 years. Of course uh, he's the same. Compared uh, to Germans, there's a difference. Sometimes you just make, like, make my teeth hurt. I don't know. Makes your teeth hurt? <laughs> make my teeth hurt. Steve I don't Rogers know, even six foot, man. Uh, he hasn't grown. Fine. I don't know. Do we think that, do we think that's true? Do we think that correlates? I can't decide. What is Steve Rogers like, specifically? Or? If Chris Evans is six foot flat and Robert Downey Jr. is five foot nine, does that also mean canon? Like, you know, in terms of the NCU canon, that Captain America is six foot flat and Iron Man is five foot nine? I'm not sure it means that. Because uh, th- we've got camera tricks and stuff. Sure. Uh, I don't think any of those have been particularly utilized in the Avengers movies. I agree. Except for I'm Baby and Ant Man. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also the question of whether they measure Steve Rogers as his height when he enlisted, or his height as Captain America after the drugs. Well, I mean, for this to work, for, well, for, my, for it to make sense for my question, yeah, it's the it's the second Steve Rogers that is Chris Evans, I mm-hmm. think, right? So because the the tiny one was done by CGI modification stuff, right? So yeah. I think necessarily if we're trying to say that Captain America's canon height is the same as Chris Evans' canon height, it has to be the later Captain America. Who do you think? What what height do you think he is? Would you make him taller? Would you say like Cap is six two? Because that makes Thor six five. Because Hemsworth six three. I think it's actually very possible that six foot flat is a perfectly normal height. You can't, also the thing is, you have to remember, he was a soldier, right? Soldiers can't be too tall, usually. Yeah. I think there's a cap on that. So honestly, six foot flat is probably a yeah. good height. And I have no problem whatsoever with Thor being six foot five, just so we're clear. Anything six, seven or shorter for Thor, I'm good with. Like that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So Hemsworth that was, yeah. Monster. Yeah, so pushing Thor up in that scenario is not a problem. It's more just like how tall do we actually think that Captain America is? But I was just curious. I'll I check the papers. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'll see the papers. But yeah, so experts believe that our failure to grow taller has more to do with diet and exercise than with developing more humanistic attitudes. Yeah, that sounds right. Instead, we're just growing wider instead of taller. Yeah. And meanwhile, other countries are catching up because they have been eating well and eating more nutritious. Right now, the average height of men in the Netherlands is six foot one inch. The Dutch are four inches taller than we are, on average. Yeah. Which is just like not a thing I would have thought. The sample size has got to affect some of that, right? It has to, right? There's just less of them. Yeah. But does that matter? I'd be interested to know what that like region of Europe is. Mm-hmm. Like, what's their height on average? I guess. Do we think that height varies widely from state to state? I didn't check that. I guess I could have tried to figure out. No, I don't know out. either. Because if not, I feel like the Netherlands is roughly equal to at least like a state or two. So like maybe it's not that big, but I don't know. Yeah, no, it's definitely like a New England. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't know. That's an interesting question, though. That's a good point. Um, but I also mm-hmm. don't know anything about data. <laughs> I don't know nothing about no data. No, so, don't so, ask me data questions. I don't yeah. know it. You sound like David Fisdale. He's the, um, he's... I know. I'm gonna explain. He's, <laughs> <laughs> she gave me a look like, huh? And I was like, no, no, I know. Just relax. He's the he's the current head coach of the New York Knicks. He used to be the coach of the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Knickerbockers. And I can't remember why, but he said something like, uh, uh, 
how's that for data or something like that because like his team did what his team didn't look that great based on advanced metrics and they had won a game and that, like <laughs> I think he said take that for data or something like that where, like, okay. it, it was like supposed to sound really like tough and aggressive but also like witty and it was not <laughs> instead it was like what did you just say like this guy doesn't yeah. understand data yeah. It's also how I feel about Kirk Cousins, uh, who's, who used to be the quarterback for the Redskins and is now the quarterback for the Vikings. But like a few years ago, he won a game that was like close and he won at the end. And as he marches down to the tunnel, he goes, he just yells at the camera, you like that? And like, it was one of those things where I think everyone, I think it was one of those things where in the moment everyone was like, on one hand, cool, we're glad he's fired up. So it was cool to see like a fired up, you know, athlete loving their thing. But also, that was like not a super cool thing to say. It was like a, it was like kind of really, really lame. But you can tell that he thought it was dope to the point where this year, since he's now the quarterback of the Vikings, he has filed for a trademark for you Vike that. Like you know, just you know, he wants to get in on the front end of that one. Just make sure he's got that. All, yeah, yeah, yeah. All I don't think go. he's gonna have a lot of competition. I really don't. I really don't think he is. What a dumb trademark. You Vike that? What? <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't even want it on like a pair of socks. You know, like no, thank you. I no, don't thank need you. that. Yeah, but so I, I brought up the reason why. I'm, so I've spent all this time just talking about general height preference, right? But the reason why I brought up the like the reason why my statement was Malcolm Gladwell is five foot nine is because I suspect that may have informed two things. One, I think that may have informed his interest in the matter, and also yep. he is arguably. Um, a biased speaker in this, one way or the other. Can't really tell you which one it is. I, I think it could go either way. Like, yeah. either he's, he's saying it because he wants people to be aware of, you know, we overvalue tall people. Mm-hmm. Or he just wants you to say, maybe it's just like one of those things where he doesn't necessarily think it's right or wrong. Because also, I mean, Gladwell usually seems like he's pretty big on, you know, whatever we like is what we like, and that's just how it is. But at the same time, I can see him being like, oh, uh, what if we didn't? So. You think he's, whatever we like is how we like? Yeah. See golf courses. No, I think that he thinks whatever we like is what we like, and that's how it is. Sometimes it's dumb that we like a thing, but I don't think he ever is like, um, it's wrong for you to like this. Like it's, I think he's much more of like a. So maybe I'm, maybe this, this, maybe this will sound like I'm, I'm splitting hairs. I think it's to be like it's wrong to like this versus it's dumb to like this. I think he's yeah, very, that's true. I think he's very prone to saying it's dumb that people care about or like this thing. I feel like he doesn't usually try to claim like it's like more like incorrect or abhorrent and he sometimes does he definitely sometimes the does but it's not you so listeners the reason that i have turned uh, against Malcolm i Gladwell, think i think you i think you pushed that one he out did of, this episode yeah. of his podcast revisionist history where he was like tina fey playing sarah palin is the reason sarah palin was about to be in the white house and it was like at, and like he blamed like Colbert for the rise of Bill O'Reillyism stuff. It was just very like people are too dumb to understand humor. And if you like Tina Fey, that me- makes you like Sarah Palin. And it was like he was very like to me sounded like he was blaming comedians for like politics he didn't like. And it was very frustrating to me. And it felt like he was telling me it was wrong and bad for me to like the things I like. And that's why I've soured on him. I mean, that's not the only reason. Now, every time. That's the biggest reason. 
Like that is that's the reason. moment where like everything no. like started to color it for you. Well, that's the re- moment I noticed the things that bother me the most about him. Mm. Like I kind of alluded to this last week, but the fact that he always lets the thesis steer the ship. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know. No, 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 no,
Doug um, Daffin did that last week. Yeah, I loved that. Which actually, yeah, which actually, at this point, I've had enough people text me where I feel like I have to issue a public correction that in our second episode, oh my gosh. I neglected to mention that Magikarp learns flail at level 30. Guys, I'm aware. Thank you for trying to educate, but I, I promise you I knew. I just figured it was okay to omit in in the course of the narrative. So, Stop but thanks, guys. Stop mansplaining to David. They, they, I've gotten no fewer than five or six people being like, hey, by the way, man. Like, you know, genuinely concerned, which I appreciate. You know, they're like, by the way, man, you forgot that Magikarp learned to flail at level 30. I'm like... No, I really did it. I just didn't. I just didn't think it was relevant. I can't. I can't believe how many people. I guess I should believe. I can't believe how many people. Have you have like to understand. Do. David had a limited amount of currency to make me care about Pokemon. And I really he had did to use it sparingly. I had to be careful. Yeah. Especially that early. I really did. Yeah. So, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know that saying he learns flail at level thirty would have moved the needle. The needle for me. I don't think it would. In any way at all. Although it's relevant, just because you know. Flail is literally an attack where oh it do, the, it only does significant damage if the user is very weak. <laughs> so it's like literally you have to get beat up first for it to even be a move. Well, yeah, that that's it. the only other move, you know. So yeah, but, I'm on yeah. board with that. It's yeah, kind of my mo. Very magic harpy. Well, okay. <laughs> Don't make me call someone. <laughs> I just flail a lot. I'm a flailer. I have that's true. Long limbs. Ugh. David just flailed as if to mock me. Mm-hmm. And and went, ugh, as you... Well, they heard that. Yeah, just, you know, just wanted to make sure... That we David, what's like the thing you cared deal. about this week? Uh, hmm. Mm. I cared about this past week? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess uh, I'm looking for a new car, so just going yeah. through that whole process. <laughs> <laughs> I totally care about the fact that I took my car to the mechanic thinking that I had two problems and being like, mm, I'm pretty sure that I know these two problems are going to cost me more than I want to pay to fix the car. So I'm already prepared to like have to look into other options, but we'll see how it goes. And instead, the mechanic was like, by the way, your car, like, I'm not going to fix this car. <laughs> It's like, I, ethically, I yeah, don't feel good about yeah, taking he was, your money. Yeah, he was like, it's a Saturn, the parts are hard to find, um, like, the car is, like, he didn't, like, it was like, anything, like, it's not like it's dangerous to drive or anything, but he was just like, the, the things that you would want me to fix on this car, I wouldn't feel right charge you for them. Like, I just, I was like, well, appreciate you, and I was just not, I was not prepared for that, but that, yeah. that happens, so, um... <laughs> I'm, I guess I'm looking for a new vehicle somewhere soon. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. That's what I cared about. That caught me definitely caught me off guard. That's hilarious. How about you? What did you care about? Um, there's been a lot of good stuff to watch, and this is the first time I've ever had like a job. I mean, like I've had summer job. You know, it's like you do stuff during the summer and you do mm-hmm. like I worked for a year before law school, but it's like, mm-hmm. so I haven't had a whole lot of time to like binge watch all the stuff that I've wanted to. But, um, last weekend I did power through the second season of American Vandal, which was both the most insightful TV I've seen in a really long time. And the most horrifying it is the, it is scatologically intense. Pass. Um, yeah. Pass. Uh, it, nope, pass. And the first season of American pass. Vandal, I've watched like three or four times. It makes me really happy. 
Um, it's just, it's funny and I mean, very inappropriate, but, Mm -hmm. um, also very insightful. This second season, I don't think I'll ever watch again. Yeah. Pass. Um, Cause I'm going to assume you're not talking about Duke Ellington here, you know? Nope. I'm good. Um, and, (laughs) but, but another, actually this was kind of horrifying too, but in a great way. Um, a simple favor, the movie with Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. I know what I care about. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh boy. So Emma Thompson, I've talked about on this podcast before. She is oh, who I, I want to be when about. I grow up. Emilia Clark, Daenerys on Game of Thrones, and she is the most delightful person to watch. She's so much fun. Were you telling me or were you telling the I'm audience? I'm setting something up. Okay. Continue. Um Henry Golding is the lead, the male lead from Simple Favor and Crazy Rich Asians, and there is something about his whole deal, like his hair and his like nasally British Carrie Elway's voice that I'm very, very into. Uh, Paul Feig is the director of Bridesmaids and Spy, and Spy is one of my top ten all-time favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Feig also did a Simple Favor, which I really enjoyed last weekend, and Wham! is an 80s band that created Wham! the song Last Christmas, um, which is one of my favorite Christmas songs. Uh, I like the like romantic Christmas songs. I think those are fun. Mm-hmm. Um, this week, they announced that Emma Thompson is writing a movie to star Emilia Clarke and Henry Golding, directed by Paul Feig, based on the song Last Christmas by Wham!, and it was like a mad lib of wham. everything I like. That's true. I've been mispronouncing wham because it has an exclamation point. Yeah. Wham. Wham. Yeah. Not like Jeb, but <laughs> or Jeb. It's fine. Please clap. Please clap. <laughs> well, don't. Yeah. That is what I'm excited about. It'll probably be next Christmas. I would hope so. <laughs> Unless they can turn it around pretty quick. Oh, uh, I guess uh, I more meant like, yeah, they can't release it in like May. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, I hope uh, it's I would Christmas. Still see it. I know. Yeah. Rom com Renaissance. Uh huh. It is happening. Sure is. Yeah. I'm so hyped. Some one of these weeks, I'm gonna make you care about rom coms. I hope so. I'd be. I would be happy to care. Actually, I'm just gonna probably keep referencing them obliquely and getting the same response. Okay, that's also an option. Yeah. Sure. All right. This has been a great week. Thanks for tuning in. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. For show, for show. Thanks for listening. And as always. Oh, so. (laughs) 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 Book!